I woke up one morning and realized that my attitude did not match my faith. I was living a stressed out, overwhelmed, unsatisfied, and ungrateful life, and I didn't want to do that anymore. So I started writing this book. I knew writing it would make me take a good hard look at what I believe and how those beliefs should affect my life. In the episodes to come, we'll explore many of the obstacles that stand in the way of building a firm foundation in Christ. I'm happy to say that the writing helped me begin to embrace the rest and peace Jesus has for us as believers. I hope listening to it does the same for you. I'm Connie White, otherwise known as C.E. White, and this is my book, Trusting God When You're Struggling, Overcoming Obstacles to Faith, read by Annie Din. Expectations Expectations were like fine pottery. The harder you held them, the more likely they were to crack. Brandon Sanderson, The Way of Kings Expectations are a double-edged sword. They can be the beautiful hope as you await the fulfillment of God's promise, or they can be your biggest source of discontentment and disappointment. They are what you allow them to be. If you let go of the what-might-have-beens and fix your eyes on the blessings God has in front of you instead, you will find that rest and peace He offers. Our expectations often remain in the periphery until we start to think time is running out and they may never be realized. Then we pass some subconscious deadline and they begin to fester into discontentment. Maybe you don't become disillusioned with your singleness until you hit 30 and all your friends are married. Maybe you don't get frustrated with your financial situation until you are still living paycheck to paycheck at 40. Maybe you don't get angry over your failing health until you've lost the weight, taken the supplements, finished the treatment. And then it strikes. God hasn't come through, and your circumstances are no longer fair. Where is God now? Isn't this when he's supposed to show up? What will your response be if he doesn't? Abraham and Sarah may be the best examples of how not to handle our expectations. God told Abram to uproot his entire life, and with that command came the promise that he would father a great nation. Abraham believed God and did as he asked. But as the years went on, the promise seemed more and more far-fetched. Seven years had passed when we see Abraham start to question. But Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give me, for I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus? And Abram said, Behold, you have given me no offspring, and a member of my household will be my heir. But God assured him, This man shall not be your heir. Your very own son shall be your heir. And he brought him outside and said, Look toward heaven and number the stars if you are able to number them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. And he believed the Lord and he counted it to him as righteousness. We can relate, right? Abraham performed this drastic act of obedience uprooting his entire life, family, and business. Can you imagine if your family suffered from infertility and God came to you saying, move to Africa right now, 
Leave everything you know, and I will give you a child. What if seven years later you were still childless? I'd be questioning too. But with this reassurance, Abraham went on in faith. God took note. Abraham still believed. He just needed some encouragement. So far, so good. Fast forward four more years. No child. So they took matters into their own hands. Maybe this is what God meant, they probably thought. And we all know the story. Abraham fathered Ishmael with Sarah's handmaid and sparked an enmity and unrest that lasts into our own time. The promised son Isaac was born 14 years later, 25 long years after God's initial promise and well beyond the point of human possibility. The fulfillment was beautiful, but it was shadowed by the disbelief along the way. What if they had waited for what God had in store? How many times have you taken matters into your own hands? God didn't hand you the job, the relationship, the money. So you scrambled. You grasped in desperation, trying to find a way to get what you want, what he promised you. And eventually, you made it happen. You got a job in that field, but the leadership was toxic and the work fell flat. You got married, but your spouse had a violent temper you never saw before the wedding. You bought those things you deserved with a credit card and ended up in a nightmare of debt. Your Ishmaels. You thought they would satisfy you, but they just caused more strife, more disillusionment, more heartache. But what if you had waited? What if the promise is 25 years in coming? Can you walk in the desert that long without succumbing to your human wiles to get what you want? If you really believe there is an Isaac coming, if you really trust God, you can. But more often than I'd like to admit, we stop believing sometime in those dry years. We misunderstood. God doesn't care. He wants us to act. God helps those who help themselves, we think. But that's just what we say when we stop believing he wants to help us at all. I have learned that when I feel that desperation urging me to claw and push and do whatever it takes to attain something, it is never of the Lord. Because that desperation is fear, and fear is never from him. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. If you feel that fearful grasping and are on the verge of taking matters into your own hands, take a step back. Look at Abraham and Sarah and see the beauty of the Lord's fulfillment of their dreams versus the strife of their own attempt. I find solace in the fact that despite Abraham and Sarah's doubts, they are still commended for their faith in Hebrews 11. The Faith Chapter By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the Promised Land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations whose architect and builder is God. And by faith, 
Even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. And so from this one man, and he as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand on the seashore. Though their faith faltered and their journey was imperfect, God still ultimately counted them among the faithful. So when you look back at your own Ishmael in shame, remember it is not the end of your story. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. His mercies are new every morning, so your chance to trust Him starts fresh every day. The fulfillment of God's promise will always be glorious. And how much more beautiful is that fulfillment when all hope seems lost? Takeaways God has His own timeline, but He will always keep His word. Hold fast to Him. Expectation is not the enemy, but when you place your hope in circumstances and personal desires instead of on God Himself, you will lose your direction. The fulfillment of God's promise is not dependent on your perfect faith. Abraham and Sarah doubted along the way, but always came back to their belief in God's character. I believe, help my unbelief, is a perfectly acceptable response to God. God's promise is no less sweet when it comes later than you thought possible. Indeed, joy is often the most profound when the blessing is, by all accounts, impossible and anyone sensible would have given up.